It's kind of like a mass that keeps getting bigger and bigger. It's... Every one of you watching this screen, look out. Because soon, very soon, the most horrifying monster menace ever conceived will be oozing into this theater. Teenagers see it first, like a falling star from outer space. Boy, that was close. Hey, come on. I want to see if I can find it. An old man finds it, touches it, and this is the shocking result. From then on, there's no stopping the blob as it spreads from town to town. It's indestructible. It's indescribable. Nothing can stop it. This town is in danger. How can it be stopped? Mob hysteria sweeps one city. Before long, the nation, and then the world could fall before the blood-curdling threat of the Bob. Starring Steve McQueen and a cast of exciting young people. If it had a mind, you could reason with it. If it had a face, you could look it in the eye. If it had a body, you could shoot it. Now, man is no longer the supreme being on this planet. The organism is growing at a geometric rate. By all accounts, it's at least a thousand times its original mass. Nobody believes me about what happened tonight. What did happen? I want that organism alive. I think you pissed it off. And then just cross out every like third word and circle <laughs> some and make, you know, my own cut up poetry. I'm going to get a beer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, do you want one, Julian? Yes. I think we should make a yeah. toast to Will. Yeah. Yeah.
There's a light switch in there somewhere. Okay. Not it. I'll drink a rolling rock, but I don't want any of that. Um, that's another story. I mean, you can borrow that if you like. Yeah, I would like to read an old fango. I want to read the the uh, classifieds in the back. We should read some of those out loud. <laughs> Here, let's see. Any good ones? Yeah, let's see. I, yeah, I didn't read those usually because it was like t-shirts with serial killers on them and stuff like that. So, uh, not into that. Yeah. Here's what we should do. <laughs> I like this. Wanted Freddy Glove. Reasonable. <laughs> Freddy Glove? Yeah. Haunted house friends, send me your nightmares so I can turn them into reality at Halloween. Hmm, okay. Huh, interesting. We should write that gentleman and see how that worked out for him. Yeah. How did translating people's nightmares into reality? How'd that work out how'd for that you, buddy? How'd that work out? <clears throat> I believe these are your film. Yes. Those would be me. Puppet master, I just don't want in the house. When, when's the new one out? That's supposed to be better. Oh, is there a new yeah, one? Barbara Crampton's going to be in it. Mm. It's like been doing the festivals. Okay. Soon? Maybe that's what that kid was talking about. When we were at the the doll show, <laughs> the lady next to us had a, uh, I don't know their names, but the guy with the little hooks, and he wears a little fedora, hook hands, knife hands, or Stabby McGee, or whatever his clever mm-hmm. name is. She had one of those that was like maquette size. Oh, God. Doll size from the movie. She wanted a fortune for it because it was some limited edition thing. But mm. some kid came up and he was like, oh, they're going to movie, blah, blah, blah. But I don't know what he was really talking about. So The one with the trench coat. Yes. Yeah. I with got the one. knives. Yeah. There's a bobber of it up oh, there. Oh, yeah. That guy. Yeah. But she had, he had like actual, I mean, actual hair. I'm mean, <laughs> right. doing air quotes. Human, human hair. He had human hair and human skin, human teeth, <laughs> baby teeth. <laughs> Should we kick this thing off? Yeah. All right. Listeners, you are listening to Chewing the Scenery Horror Movie Podcast. This is a podcast about a horror movie, or sometimes two. We're going to do an original versus remake. Um, the Blob and uh, The Blob. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to sandwich in the middle of that. Beware The Blob. Yeah. Beware The Blob. Was it early 70s, wasn't it? It's 1972. Yeah. Did you watch it? Uh, no, I sure oh. I sure would have Go if watch I it. remembered it. Did that have the guy in the gorilla it's suit on, driving? It's on the... YouTube. Yes. Damn it. See, I was looking for that in 88, and it didn't happen. <laughs> ah, I have a similar story, too, <laughs> of how Beware the Blob <clears throat> uh, influenced a lot of memories for the Blob for me that were false. <laughs> that were false, yeah. Oh, that's true. Because I remember there was a guy who had like a... a container and the lid popped off of it yep yeah okay that was in beware the blob yep all right yeah so let's let's do the housekeeping really quick um we will spoil the featured attraction um we're not professional critics Uh, we're going to try not to spoil too much about recently watched and we thank you Moonrays, for giving us that song intro creature features at the top of the show if you want to say hi to them on facebook they are the moon dash rays if you want to buy their music digitally you could do that on amazon or uh, itunes so um there uh that's it 
for that. Shall we uh, announce <clears throat> changes? Changes. Changes. Um, as you, far you could drop in a song here, <laughs> a gentleman we all love, <laughs> and get us sued. Right. Well, we we aren't going to have Will with us for a while anyway. Yeah. So Will, um, you're going to be uh, doing some family uh, stuff. Yeah, for a while. Yeah, help helping out where help is needed, doing things you need to do. Yeah. And uh, it, it could be uh, a while, so... Yeah, we don't know. We don't know. So it's open-ended, and you're always... Uh, we're going to keep the seat warm for you somehow or another. All right, I hope you have a... Yeah, we'll keep a hot seat for you. A <laughs> guest lined up. Yeah. A guest host, or two or three. Hopefully, we'll, we'll be able to come up with some guests who are interested. Yeah. And if we can't, then, uh, well, we've done two-person shows before. Yeah, you've before. done two-person shows before. <clears throat> yeah. So uh, hopefully, uh, if, if all goes well, we'll uh, be able to wrap up our coloring book for Plan 9. Yes, yes. Sir. Oh, good. You got some drawings here. I have some, some stuff here. Um, do you want to kick off the recently watched? Sure. Uh, I've been ill this week uh, because I had a lot to do. Mm-hmm. So I thought instead <laughs> I'd come down with a horrible flu and lay in bed and want to die. <laughs> oh, not good stuff. Uh, unfortunately, I didn't watch a whole lot other than Blob movies and Thor Ragnarok. How was Thor Ragnarok? Uh, Thor Ragnarok is quite possibly the best comic book movie yet. It's fantastic. Yeah. I am glad to hear that. It's. I saw that it was two and a half hours long, and I was like, oh, man, this might be a slog. But I got the flu, and I just downed a bunch of cough syrup, so let's watch <laughs> Thor Ragnarok. And uh, maybe it's the cough, cough syrup talking, but uh, was there, I really, really enjoyed it. Yeah. Was for, there codeine long, in this stuff? For long Probably. Kirby. What? I love all the Kirby. Jack oh, it was there. so... So Jack Kirby, yeah. it was fantastic to see not just his concepts put onto the screen, but they used like actual artwork right. and sets and whatnot yeah. and just fantastic look. The spaceship at the end was, you know, just a Jack Kirby drawing come to life mm-hmm. with all the weird psychedelic colors. It was yeah. 1972 Jack Kirby on, I mean, I wish I had seen it on the big screen now, but fairly large television oh damn is this the copy i lent to you no okay. uh i'll bring it for you next time Richard. it's on okay. netflix okay but I, yeah but if you have you have blu-ray yeah oh yeah blu-ray that yeah. shit up yeah it, for sure yeah the colors in it are fantastic the yeah it looks so good and uh it's quick it's a fast two and a half hours mm-hmm. um there's no mopiness there's no origin good it's pretty funny that it's funny but not in a, it's not a, I don't know, they're not taking the piss so much. That's good. Yeah, it doesn't undermine Joel the characters. Say. Yeah. yeah, they don't undermine the characters. The jokes fit. They're not just like snarky remarks they're making, and they're not making fun of the material. Um, it's just everybody in the movie is having a blast, and you can see it, and it comes across. Mm-hmm. And the writing's pretty crisp for a comic book movie. They don't slow down to explain anything, which is pretty much the only way to go with those kind of things. Once you start explaining it, you see all the strings and it comes apart. Um, Marvel seems to be just killing it. Yeah. 
it's probably my uh, probably the best Marvel movie I've seen. I, I'm not a huge Marvel fan. Um, I haven't seen all of them, and I, I'm sure if I laid it out on the list, I've probably liked more than I think I've disliked, but I did not like the first Thor movie. I could not mm. make myself watch it. Um, and it took me numerous times to get through the Avengers, which I know people loved, the first one. Right. Um, the second one, I couldn't even make it through the opening because <laughs> it felt like I was watching someone play a computer game and I wasn't ever going to get a turn. Which would be great if it was a side-scroller. Oh, yeah. <laughs> instead of a first-person. <laughs> they need to make a side-scroller movie. 8-bit uh, Avengers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I, but I don't think the effects were that great either. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't just like, oh, I'm watching computer effects. It was just such a, I'm watching a video game for yeah. the second one. I couldn't take it. And then, I don't know, I think Ant-Man's probably the last one I've watched. Which I wasn't expecting anything from. And, I mean, I didn't know what to expect. And the same was true with Deadpool. And I was really entertained by both of those. Um, Deadpool more so because I was probably a little bit more um, skeptical about it being any good. And oh, I know the trailer we saw was just abysmal before one of the horror movies we went to review mm. showed Deadpool. I can't remember if it was before The Witch or... <laughs> That's weird if it was. <laughs> well, it must have been because we, we saw Krampus... Oh, no, it was before Krampus. That, that makes more sense, because yeah. that was more aimed at a mainstream audience. And it, was, it was like a very brief trailer, but it just... I remember it sucked all the air out of the room, and uh, <laughs> was it, it was terrible. Was it just that it was full of itself? Uh, yeah, it seemed, it seemed like... Uh, like it expected you to be in on the joke? I think so, and I think maybe if you watched it again and knew that it was a joke, but it didn't... Yeah. It didn't read that way. It just read like, oh man, this is another helping of Wolverine origins or whatever. Mm-hmm. Spider-Man the reboot. Yeah. The pre-boot. The re-pre-boot. <sighs> so what else besides That's it. Ragnarok? And, and Blobs. Mm. My list is pretty short. How about I go next? Okay. All right. Um this is unfortunate. Another busy week and uh, unbearable heat. So yeah, we had a hundred and five. A hundred and five on was Don't it Wednesday? Thursday. Here, people. Yeah. Yesterday. Oh, it was horrifying. Um, so for whatever reason, um, I don't. Well, it's because the air conditioner is noisy. We have a cooling droid, not a window unit, and certainly not central air. And uh, so I didn't get to watch a lot of movies. Um, anything that could be watched on the iPad in the other room seemed to be what was, you know, more doable. I watched, um, Elvis and Nixon and that was interesting. Do you know about this? No. Okay. I mean, I know they met. There's the famous. And I know the story behind it, sort of. Yeah. It's not. So is this a documentary or? No, it's a sort of a biopic. Um, it's got, um, Michael Shannon as Elvis. Okay. And. Kevin Spacey as Nixon. How's he do? Really well. He does a good job as, as Nixon. Um, it, it's a it's a really strange thing to make Except into. Except when he sexually harassed Elvis in the middle yeah. of the movie. <laughs> he's, he's grabbing him. Um, 
<laughs> that's just locker room talk. Let's cut that out. Right. Uh, so I was not knowing what to expect. I'd seen this title, uh, just, you know, thought about it, didn't watch it, but it was on, I think, Amazon Prime. So that meant it was included with subscription or whatever. And Michael Shannon does a much better job as Elvis than I might expect. And the resemblance, as you as you know, isn't great. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they do a nice job with the hair and makeup. Uh, but his his portrayal of Elvis felt pretty good. It felt pretty believable. I, 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 I can't say that it was better than Bruce Campbell in Bubba Hotep, but uh, pretty good. And uh, it tells the story of when Elvis, who was certainly... Uh, into a lot of drugs of different sorts at the time, yeah, which were yeah. prescribed to him most certainly, uh, or given to him from other people who knows he was pretty sure that his idea was solid, that he needed to go become an undercover federal agent in sort of drug enforcement. Uh, he felt that the hippies were doing bad things to the country and he wanted to just, you know, be a big part of putting a stop to it. And he wanted to meet with the president in person, give him a gift and get a badge and, uh, a, you know, just this sort of designation as being Well, he also thought secret that agent. having a badge would give him immunity to have drugs himself. That would make sense. Yes. Now that you say that. So he thought that because he was a drug enforcement agent, that he could bring drugs in and out of the country. I mean, yeah, I guess that's true. Elvis wasn't stupid, but... Uh, <laughs> Except for that part of keeping the colonel around. Um, That was a bad move. Yeah, but no, he didn't just think that he was helping, you know, defend law and order. He was also helping himself. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) And, of course, he brought a gun into the White House. It was a gift, granted, but the Secret Service was like, holy shit, a gun. He he got pretty far in, though. Yeah, he did. Before they disarmed him. Yeah. Man. So this, Can you imagine if Elvis had killed the president? That would have been really a chapter. Wow. What timeline was that? Yeah. Ah, uh, oh, maybe Elvis and Nixon needs to be a series and they could, I don't know. I have a great graphic novel called... Go around the... fighting crime together. I have Vampires this... like the Night Stalker. <laughs> I love that. Have you ever heard of the Elvis Mandible? The Elvis Mandible. No. Yes, I'll, I'll dig it up sometime. Um, well, not literally. Uh, I have this graphic novel called uh, The Elvis Mandible, and it's about the jawbone of Elvis was known to harness all of his power and gave him the power to sing well, apparently, and, and just all of his personal power. And anyone who possesses it you know, gains these otherworldly powers. And, of course, it would drive you mad to possess it, but it was, I guess it was a lot like Lord of the Rings, except for it was Elvis's jawbone. Huh. Um, but yeah, I'll dig that up. You guys will both enjoy it, I think. That sounds it was, awesome. <laughs> it was really crazy. It might even be over on that shelf, but I, I was thinking it was in a box of books. But yeah, the Elvis Mandible, look it up. Uh, and that was kind of it, other than watching a bunch of um, uh, Goliath, that series with Billy Bob Thornton. Yeah. Where he's a lawyer. Where who... he has a big head and a tiny body. <laughs> yeah, that one. That one. <laughs> who Is he a puppet? He looks like a puppet. He looks like a puppet in that photo anyway. Like it's a new uh, supercar or something or <laughs> over those other shows called. Super yeah. Marionation. Yeah, the Super Marionation. Exactly. Yeah. Supercar and, yeah. and 
Oh, they are frightening. Uh, yeah, yeah. Look at the picture Super on Amazon. Carl puppets are just scary. Yeah, they all. I couldn't. I could never ever get into those series because they always sort of freaked me out. On one yeah. hand, I love the miniatures. I'm like, oh, that's awesome. I'd love to have a little jet like that or mm -hmm. a supercar toy. But the puppets were a little too creepy, yeah. a little too we, we, jiggly. We, we watched the whole thing because I got the, you know, I love those. I got the DVDs, but occasionally, like, I, you know, even after a few episodes, a character would spin around and you get a class up of their face and you go, Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they were just scary. Yeah. So I, I guess the moral to that story is if, if you have kind of a big head, don't don't get real skinny. Don't get real skinny. Because <laughs> you'll look like a damn marionette. Uh, Especially if you live out in the plains. <laughs> yeah. Did I ever tell you... <laughs> Did I ever tell you guys about the frightening Dio marionette that I made? Ooh, I think so. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> Didn't somebody say that they still had it and they were terrified of it? It was in the closet or something? Yeah, it was in some some storage closet in the garage because they were terrified of having it in the house. <laughs> it's life size, isn't it? No, it was about a foot and a half tall. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, life size. I walked right into that. <laughs> Yeah, life-size Dio marionette. Life-size Dio marionette. Oh. Man. So is Goliath uh, a show, a super marionette show? Well, yeah, in a way. And, and if it was, if it isn't, would making it such be better? <laughs> if you could CG some strings into it? <laughs> like you see him moving around, all the characters, but they've just green-screened Billy Bob Thornton's face onto one of them. Yeah, I would watch the hell out of that. And I can't get past the fact that everything he says sounds like Bad Santa. Oh, God. Do you ever watch Bad Santa? I love Bad Santa. Yeah, so do I. But every, literally. We quote Bad Santa to this day, my wife and I, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's one of the better Christmas movies. <coughs> yeah. Yeah, Bad Santa, The Ref. Oh, God, what else is there? Oh, well, yeah, that's Kevin Spacey in that one, too. I like the, yeah. Um, it's all part I of like it. the National Lampoon's one, all right. Yeah, yeah, it's not so bad. So, what else? Uh, I think that was so it for me. So, do you like Goliath? Is it okay? I do. I enjoy What's it. it um, basically, he's a lawyer. He's a lawyer. He doesn't want to take on a murder case. But, Who's pulling his strings? Uh, well, at first, it's Lou Diamond Phillips, but then... Uh, I don't want to tell you what happens to him. Oh, okay. But, uh, Is he a marionette, too? I want a remake <laughs> so, of cuts. Young Guns in the marionette. Publicity offices you know, in L.A. are going to be looking at reviews and going, well, there's another one of those reviews saying this would be better if they were attached to strings. Yes. Yeah. One of those Denver guys again. Yeah. <laughs> they are off their faces all the time. Yes. Billy Bob's reading it going, how come all these things say I should have goddamn strings? doesn't make any fucking sense. <laughs> mm. So you recommend Goliath? Yeah, I do. It, yeah, it's it's good. It's got, um, it, it's plot twisty and, and it's got, you know, murder mystery kind of stuff going on. David did it. <laughs> David did it. You're right. Took Goliath down. <clears throat> so that was it for my week. All right. Just, Shall I go? Yeah, yeah, do it. All right. Demon Wind, 1990, Charles Philip Moore. Hmm. Um, hmm. Yes. Demon. Good. Wind. Huh? Was this on 
This Shutter? is on uh, Shadow, yes. Demon Wind 2, this Silent but that, Deadly. When it was on a video cassette, it had one of those lenticular covers. Mm. Um, there's a character named Carter in it. Uh, I think there's various Lovecraft references. So one of them is there's a character named Carter, and he says, A moon for the misbegotten. Oh. I don't know why. It's just um, it's in there. But it's one of those movies where there's like memories and dreams and flashbacks, and it would just go instantly in, into them and then out again. And it's kind of apparently they were making it from leftover bits of film and for hardly any money. And so, oh. uh, so for what it is, is you know, is 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 okay. Um, uh, so a there's meal this, made from scraps. There's a, a fellow whose family has vanished from their remote farm. And uh, he's gone to investigate what's happened. And uh, there's chunky yogurt puke. And uh, mm. there's a demon with nards. Uh, there's a one-finger synth soundtrack. Uh, wow. There's an old local who warns the kids away. <clears throat> uh, there's a karate mute magician who turns up in convertible. Um, I like it's the... Uh, there's like a, That's a, my whole checklist right there, yeah, man. Yeah, I like that there's this like doorway to the other dimension... And there's like ruined house, and if you step through the door and look back, it, you're seeing some something different. Hmm. Um, uh, is is not not enough invention or energy to really overcome its resources? I didn't think. Um, mm. But uh, anyway, um, no. I mean, the, the I mean, for it, this budget, you've got like full on monster effects and you know some nice shots in there. You know, for a late eighties movie. Uh, and then we saw the new uh, Tomb Raider, directed by Raw Utag, who did uh, Cold Prey and The mm. Wave, which are both recommended. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one was quite enjoyable. It's, I mean, he's good at brutal physical action. Right. Um, takes about 15 minutes for the story to really start, so you're kind of not invested in the characters at a crucial mm. point. Um, uh, Alicia Vikander's you know, really good as Lara Croft. Uh, Nick Frost is in it. Oh, nice. There's a fellow named Alan in a pawn shop. <laughs> uh, P-A-W-N. Oh, yeah, okay. Um, nope, they're not coming for me yet. Nope. Uh, then we saw, well, I saw uh, Come Out and Play, which is like a new version of, um, uh, there was this novel called um, Who Can... Uh, uh, the original novel is called El Juego de los Niños, and that was made into a film in '76 called "Who Can Kill a Child," oh. yeah. which is a Spanish horror movie um, directed by Narciso Ibanez Cerdor. You uh, lent that to me. Yeah, uh, that one's really good. How does it stack up to the original? Uh, so this this remake is like really sometimes it's shot for shot remake of it, uh. but they don't acknowledge the movie; they just credit the novel for huh. some reason. Um, so you've got like this uh, couple, adult couple go to the island of uh, Punta Hueca and um, uh, yeah, it basically plays out the same as the, the first oh, okay. movie. Um, doesn't, like, the ending the, the the first movie, the kids are obviously like older teens by the time he gets to killing most of them. Yeah. Uh, and this one, they, they keep them as kids. Mm. Uh, so it doesn't let you off hook as much uh, but uh, I, I really didn't like the soundtrack it's got this like creepy soundtrack which would work in a another kind of horror movie but 
Uh, I think in a film like this, where you've got this concept where you're uh, is is more powerful if you're not told what to feel. Yeah. And and the soundtrack is telling you all the time. It's mm. like one of those Mickey Mouse soundtracks that just yeah. Oh, this is scary. This is scary. You know. Um, and the the first movie, I, I, maybe I'm remembering it wrong, but uh, they get to the town and it's just abandoned, so the quiet just gets really on your nerves after yeah, a while. Yeah. It's just completely silent. Um, and the, and there's this in the new version. There's this like they go into this hotel. And there's this like, it's not like a, a little clock. It's like this big wall clock with a ship's wheel motif yeah. around it. So it's really obvious. And every time it cuts back to this clock, it's a different time. <laughs> Did no one catch this? Um, but, you know, it, it's, it's overall it's pretty well done. Uh, and then I watched uh, Mad Man from 1981. Mad. I've, I've been working on the, some uh, slasher project. Uh, so I'll check this one out. Uh, I have. I I thought I'd seen it. I must have seen it on video in Britain, where it's really cut. And yeah. Not you know hard to make out, but uh, the version they've got on uh, Shudder is uh, you know decent looking. Uh, this is directed by uh, Joe Giannone, and uh, it's got Galen Ross from uh, Dawn of the Dead and Creepshow in it. Okay. And uh, she plays Betsy. Hmm. Uh, Paul Illers plays Madman Mars and he also did the credits art and this is another one of those slashes which were inspired by Cropsey oh yeah uh, apparently when they were working on it and uh, working on the screenplay and they had the burning was coming out and so they kind of changed it a little but it's still basically the same thing you know mm. campers get told this legend and you mustn't say his name you know Madman Mars you mustn't yeah. say his name loud in the forest but of course some somebody does if it does uh does it work out for them? <laughs> well, I I kept a tally. <laughs> uh, the first three killings that, uh, apart from the flashback, uh, are all men, and then the fifth killing is a man as well, and and three women are killed. Hmm. Um, and there's there's like dull stretches apart in the, especially in the first half, uh, and some of the actors are just terrible, terribly wooden. Um, there's this guy named Dave. He says, uh, I'd say that depends on the reason. For as long as our reasons stay reasonable. That's the most frightening thing about us humans. <laughs> huh. I, can, I couldn't figure it out. That's yeah, the most frightening thing about that. us? Yeah. Uh, it was pretty well shot. Um, use of, uh, you know, blues and blacks and a bit of straw yellow and misty highlights, you know, classic 80s look. Um, and uh, the, the version they've got on Shudder is from the Vinegar Syndrome Blu-ray. Oh, okay. So it looks looks pretty decent, anyway. Anyway, that's what I saw, apart from blobs. Huh. Apart from blobs. Three blobs? Or are there more blobs than just the three? <laughs> I believe there's three blobs. Did you find any more blobs? Uh, well, the, the official series, there's the... Uh, okay, you got uh, the blob 58, blob 88. Yeah. But where the blob 72? Mm-hmm. Uh, there was also um, Blobbermouth in 1990, which is like this LA connect, uh, this comedy team called LA LA Collection. Huh. LA Connection. <laughs> LA Connection. All right. LA so they, they did this like one. It's one of those where they take a 50s movie and they redub it. Uh, uh, I've not seen that. Um, I don't count that as an actual entry. 
So you, you've got the, uh, the I think the, the earliest blob story I can think of is uh, called Slime huh. by Joseph Ooh. Payne Brennan, uh, which came out in Weird Tales in 1953. And uh, that's, that's basically this black slimy thing comes out of this sea from some primordial ooze and terrorizes a swamp. Hmm. Uh, and I remember reading that when I was a kid and I managed to track down it. Uh, it was in Alfred Hitchcock's Monster Museum collection. Mm. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a good good little story. I think um, I checked that book out from the library. Right, yeah, so 1953, Weird Tales. Uh, I remember some of those were pretty creepy, those and then, Alfred Hitchcock stories. Right. And then the um, the first movie with a blob in it, I think, is The Quatermass Experiment. Oh, okay. Uh, you might have had a different title for it over here. Huh. Uh, I know that title. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen any of those, but I know that title. Yeah, and then there's like more blobby creatures in Quatermass 2 in 57. And then there's another British movie called X the Unknown in 57. Okay, which yeah. Which is basically an unofficial Quatermass film, um, which has a really good blob in it. Nice. And then you had uh, Kaltiki, the Immortal Monster in 1959, which is directed by Ricardo Frida and Mario Bava. Okay. Mm. And that was an entertaining one too. So, yeah, you had, you had quite a bit of blob action going on in the 50s. A Bava right. blob. <laughs> I like that. So what, do you remember the first time you saw a blob movie? Uh, so I probably saw a Quatermass Experiment first. Yeah. And uh, Blob, I don't think I saw for quite a while. Yeah. Just hard to get. How about the 88 one? Yeah, I think I saw that before the 50s one, actually. Because it came out on video. Yeah, I saw the 88 one when it came out. This movie cost $19 million to make. Uh-huh. Right. Do you know how much it made? Uh, According to IMDb? How much? $8,500. Wow. No, it made like $8.5 million. Oh, okay. Then they're just, they're wrong. They're missing some zeros. They're missing many zeros then. Okay. So that makes a lot more sense. But my $3 went to that. (laughs) Or whatever it cost. Yeah, I I don't remember it doing poorly. Um, But I thought that I saw that one first and then watched the original. But the whole time rewatching them, I kept thinking... Didn't they kill the blob in an ice skating rink? Mm-hmm. Right, right. And then you discovered, hey, wait and a minute. And then I discovered yeah. on YouTube, thanks to Jolian, <laughs> that Beware, the Blob, 1972, in high def, is available on YouTube for free. And that had my beloved gorilla driving a convertible into the blob. Yes. Yep. Played yep. by uh, Jarrett Graham from um, Phantom of the Paradise. Oh, nice. So this all just comes together, doesn't yes. it? Yes. Directed by... Yeah, who directed that? J.R. Ewing. Oh, that's right, that's right. Larry Hagman. Yes, I read that. Yes. Came out of a pot haze long enough (laughs) to film a blob movie. He plays a hobo in it as well. He does play a hobo in it. He was eaten by the blob. Oh, that's great. And I think when it came out on video in in the 80s, they called it the the movie J.R. Shot. Oh, Oh, really? Oh, that's great. Man. (laughs) The movie J.R. Shot. My first experience with any blob movies at all had to have been uh, a Creature Features or, you know, some sort of a late night or or Saturday afternoon picture. So, Uh, yeah, I believe that I actually saw Beware the Blob um, 
first. Yeah. At some point as a child. And then I think I saw the original, but had forgotten about it. I had no recollection of Steve McQueen in a blob movie. That scrappy young teenager, <laughs> that 28 year old teenager, <laughs> yeah. Steve McQueen, teen McQueen. Yeah. He was embarrassed. Than that. Well, the, the, direct, I think the producer or director just said, think young, think young. <laughs> uh, the, Best part. Well, he also was given a chance to have ten percent, ten percent of the film's grosses or twenty five hundred dollars, yeah. and he took twenty five hundred dollars. Oh. But then the movie made like four million dollars. Yeah. So. Yeah. And it got re released like. Yeah. Well into the sixties. It got re released when, um, what was the disaster film he was in Inferno. Towering Inferno. Towering Inferno. They re-released the mm. blob and made it appear to be another Steve oh, McQueen you, disaster have film. Have you seen the uh, French poster for the 77 re-release? No. Oh, I'll post it because it, it's it's like so it's got Steve McQueen, but his like shirt's ripped open. He's all buff. Yeah. And he's like, blonde <laughs> with like torn off like short skirt. With there's like explosions going off in the background and mm. yeah and none of which awesome. happens in the blob <laughs> there's a whole lot of running around this small town getting not believed by the cops yes yep this is the the original this is the blueprint for that don't believe the kids yeah i mean maybe there's some stuff that predates it who knows but well, this is when uh, the movie marketing switched to the teenager Market, right, like 57, 58. When they mm. when they realized how much disposable income was in the hands of the young teens. Yeah, yeah so this it, was evidently picked up as to be the B picture yeah. in a in a double feature, and it ended right. up playing better than whatever. It yeah, was. it was uh, it was going to go out on a double bill with uh, I Married a Monster with that yeah. from that space, and uh, but uh, the theaters often just got the blob. By accident. Oh, okay. Um, by accident. So, so it played as like a they they just they just put it on by itself oh, and it did really good business. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, there was nothing else like it. Yeah, but I, I I really like I Married a Monster from Mount Space as well. <laughs> I don't have any recollection of having seen that one. I'll have to see it. Uh, it's yeah, good. I don't remember that one. Yeah, it's good. It's one it. of those like with a really goofy title, but it's actually a, a yeah a good little B movie. That's good. Interesting. I, I like hearing that. They also changed the title from the glob to the blob, so people yeah. people would talk about it. Apparently, they were the hoping TV comedians would make fun of the title change. Yeah, um, it was the the original title was going to be the Molten Meteor, uh, but Not then a bad title. But then apparently, the screenwriter Kay uh, Lineker referred to the film's monster as the blob. And then they settled on the glob for a while until they discovered that uh, the cartoonist Walt Kelly had called, oh, yeah. had uh, used the glob as a title for one of the Pogo books. Yeah. So, um, <clears throat> yeah. So there you go. Uh, so they titled it Pogo. Yeah. They just said, let's call it Pogo. <laughs> uh, so yeah, the the uh, the blob was. Uh, off and running, doing stuff that nothing else had no, done no, before. No. It was sliding and gliding, S- leaping and creeping. <laughs> That's it right. was never <laughs> off and running. You're right. It didn't sprout legs. Um, now, did you remember the special effects on the remake, the 88 remake, being as good as they were? Uh, yeah. 
Yeah. I remember the effects being really good in that movie. Yeah, yeah, watching it again, I thought the physical effects were really good. Yeah. But the composite work was shoddy. Yeah. Yeah, the composite work was pretty shoddy. Especially, it looked like near the end, they ran out of money on some of those shots. <laughs> like, some of the stuff in the theater looked pretty good. But mm-hmm. at the end, when it was kind of chasing them down the street, I don't know, maybe it was the lighting. Some of those shots did not it went hold up. F- it went full on Night of the Lepus. No, I think Night of Lepus was... Oh, wait, they did have a man in a rabbit suit. (laughs) So there was that. He drives a convertible into the blob. Yes. (laughs) I just want to see mascots driving cars into blobs, you know? (laughs) That could be a YouTube channel all its own. Yeah. Uh, Did did you uh, know much about the score on this? Because you did bring the CD, so we can... Uh, Yeah, well, um, the... uh, So the, the... Song of the Blob uh-huh. uh, is written by Bert Bacharach, yes, and uh, Mac David, and the uh, uh, sung by Bernie Knee, which might be a pseudonym. Um, the uh, so you like uh, so this came out late fifty eight, yeah, um, September fifty eight, and. Uh, in June of '58, the big hit had been the Purple e- People Eater, oh. uh, which was a Chev Woolley song, yeah. and that had been like number one for yeah. about a month, uh, and it, it you know done really well. So there's all these like UFO novelty songs coming out, right? Yeah, they they couldn't get enough of those novelty songs for a while. Oh yeah, and then they made compilations of them and sold them on like KTEL Records oh, in got, the '70s. I've got a bunch of them. Yeah. Do you? Of course. <laughs> I just got, uh, I forgot to tell you guys this. Um, real quick before I forget to say this. You remember when I talked about Rockula? I forgot to mention that the Munsters coach is pulled up in front of the music theater that they're playing at or, or somewhere in the city scenes where they're like doing stuff at night. The Munsters coach was actually in Rockula, which meant that they knew people and maybe had connections. But um, Rockula, still not going to watch it. Oh, come on now. I got you the Munsters coach. I got Thomas Dolby. I got Tony Basil. What else you want? A good movie? A good movie. Uh, how about a bat? Something not called Rockula. How about a bat wearing boxer shorts? Uh, no, no, no. Wait, before you answer that, it's a really shitty puppet looking bat. Ooh, sweeter. Okay. I might strings. watch this. Well, it doesn't. Um, Is it voiced by Billy Bob Thornton? <laughs> Hey, what? What? Why you got me wearing these goddamn shorts? <laughs> you just have a, you just have to have a slight Texas drawl and say "goddamn" or "fucking" yeah. with everything you say. I'm wearing these fucking strap shorts, I look like a fucking moron. Um, I was gonna say something probably important, but anyway, maybe. But, but Rockula crept in and fucked it all up. Most of the music's done by Ralph yes. Carmichael. Yes, and it sounds like a Hammer score from the time. <laughs> anyway, that's enough of the bad music. Oh, but but there was the Nat King Cole connection. All right, oh, go what's for the it. Nat King Cole connection? Um, well, Carmichael is best known for his musical associations with Billy Graham, for some weird reason. I don't know what that's all about. Uh, but he arranged the Magic of Christmas for Nat King Cole, hmm. which is pretty cool. Which featured Nat King Cole singing the cover of the Blob, <laughs> bringing us full circle. That's right. Um, so yeah. Oh, uh, it was about the, uh, I got a 45 of, of Zachary Lee singing dinner with Drac. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. I've got that. Yeah. Yeah. 
I don't, I don't have the 45 I just have yeah. the copy recording yeah. Yeah. It, it popped up in uh, you know flipping through one of the bins at uh, Twist and Shout excellent oh. they didn't have anything from Rockula because <laughs> <coughs> I'd been there earlier that week and cleaned them out of their Rockula memorabilia that's right uh, so where where to next with this? Do you want to so talk? Blob eighty eight? Blob eighty eight. Um, Although I think uh, the Blob was pretty good. Well, the original, yeah. Now the original, the original had a nice atmosphere too. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's the most charming of the Blob movies. Mm-hmm. It really is. It's just like it's, and it's set in a small town, and it's basically a small town got together and made this movie. Uh huh. Right. Yeah. They they come together and they solve their problem of having the blob. Yeah, and they got, yeah, it's they got great. Stephen McQueen playing Steve. Yep. Yeah. Steve Andrews. Uh-huh. And they his, say Steve over 50 times in the movie. <laughs> it was his first leading role. Oh, yeah. yeah. Fourth film. Ah. First leading role. Um, and you've got Annette Corso playing Jane Martin. And she went on to the Andy Griffith show. Oh, yeah. that's why she looks so familiar. And then she... Uh, she played Aunt B. In 1978, <laughs> no, she, she was in um, uh, The Toolbox Murders. Oh, I heard that sucked. Uh, directed by Dennis Donnelly. And uh, so she's in that. And then in The Blob 88, the movie at the theater is Garden Tool Massacre. Oh. So I think there's a little in-jokey going on there. Yeah. They're like, hey, remember that sucky movie I was yeah. in? <laughs> Ten years ago. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you got you got like a... I wonder if there's a scene in there that's like the one from The Blob 88. Because they have that brief scene where all of a sudden it's like a couple sitting outside and they're like, that guy's watching us. And they're like, let him. No, I don't think so. I just remember it being this really, one of those really depressing downbeat it's just this guy going around his apartment block with his nail gun or whatever. Yeah. It was just... Because yeah, that thing looked more like a a parody of a, of a Friday yeah, the that, 13th Yeah, that, that's more your, your, your slasher. Sort of yeah. The more pantomime style slasher. Um, yeah, in, in the original blob, you've got the uh, cinema, the, the colonial. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that, this was a, a theater in Phoenixville. And uh, at the time, it was actually showing Noah's Ark, but they they did this fake um, billboard for it. Yeah. Um, so the movies they're showing in the Blob are Daughter of Horror, right? Uh, and that's what and you see playing the, on the robot screen. and the vampire is one of them. And uh, Daughter of Horror, aka Dementia. Ooh. Uh, so this was made in '53 um, uh, and released in '55. It's this kind of experimental. Uh, movie and then it's like re-edited it down uh, you know it's like sh- a couple of minutes shorter as Daughter of Horror hmm. and then Jack H. Harris who is the uh, producer, producer of the blob, blob uh, had the rights to it so oh okay that's where I see it and he also had the rights to um, uh, this British comedy which we mentioned last week uh, called Mother Riley Meets the Vampire Oh, yeah. 952, uh, which, where you have Bela Lugosi as the vampire, and there is indeed a robot in it. There's supposed to be a robot army, but there's only one robot in the movie. And uh, this was uh, unreleased until 1963 in the US, when um, there was this uh, singer named Alan Sherman. He was this comedy yes. singer. And he'd had a hit called uh, 
my son the folk singer i think uh so he did this kind of version of that called my son the vampire and that, that's, they released it under that title in 63 um so in the blob you have his jack h harris's like uh he's trying out this title so it's the vampire and the robot and the, yeah, vampire, the vampire and the robot that yeah. has a picture of robbie big planet right. poster and yeah. the new title on it so that's what that is. Oh, okay. Uh, so they do kind of exist, both those movies. Oh. Although it wasn't actually released as The Vampire and the Robot. So so was Bela Lugosi just showing up in person, according to this marquee? That's what it looks like, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, they've got a Midnight Spook show. And Bela Lugosi. Yeah, yeah so that's what it implies on the billboard. But... Yeah, like Lugosi's just Maybe we're be supposed like... to think that the blob ain't Lugosi. <laughs> Maybe instead he, of heroin, yeah, he was you know, he <laughs> too <wasn't>... soon, <laughs> yes, always because he was like really down in the dumps by the 50s. And he, uh, like one of the things he did get to do is play Dracula on the stage in, in Britain, he did this tour. Oh, okay, and he was he, he got pretty exhausted by that. And uh, so to get money to get back to the US, he did this comedy with a oh, cross dressing, yeah, Arthur Lucan comedian. Um, yes, yeah, so that's Mother Riley beats the vampire. Hmm. So, did you uh, did you read up on uh, Blobfest at in Phoenixville, yeah, Pennsylvania? Yeah, they, they have that every year. Yeah, they, they reenact the running screaming scene. <laughs> they all run and scream from the Colonial Theater. Uh-huh. Right. Uh, which, according to the marquee or the banner hanging from the marquee, is healthfully air conditioned. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, I don't know why they had to designate that it was healthfully air conditioned. Um, the I, the chef the chef's diner in Downington is also restored mm-hmm. and open for business. And um, but they're not across the street from one another. Yeah, <laughs> they're like eleven miles away or something. Right. I watched uh, watching this one again. I thought the special effects were really good. Yeah, and the special oh, effects yeah. are really good. Yeah, yeah. The, there was uh, something I read about how they how they made a model of the diner and then rotated it like in a gyroscopic table or something. Oh no. Well, they, so the, the blob itself is DuPont liquid silicone uh-huh. yeah. with food coloring. Yes. And sometimes it's a weather balloon, like in the, when, when he's creeping up the garage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then there's, when it's covering the diner, it's this airbrush painting. Yeah. yeah. Right. That but was, uh, yeah, like, when it, when it's like the silicone mass, what they did was they they take photos of whatever scene it was going to be in, mm-hmm. and then the photo would be angled, it'd be distorted, oh, uh, so that they could pour put the blob on it, and it would slide down. Yeah, this inclined uh, card with a with a photo on it. Yeah, and then they matched it up really well with the actual. Yeah, location. they did a good job. Uh, there's there's one bad shot where it's like in the in the diner and there's like a, these seats are at the wrong yeah, perspective you can tell the seat yeah uh, but yeah usually it's really good yeah I and mean, if you watch some of the uh uh like this the production stills and things and you can see how it's done it's, it's really impressive yeah and, and a lot of these things would just live through lore of people having seen it once and talking about it and you know maybe get written up in magazines or whatever but people didn't have access to watch things and analyze them over and over. If, if mm-hmm. it if it was in front of your face and fooled you once, that's all it needed to do. Yeah. And uh, it didn't take much. You know, that's how they got away with a lot of the, 
you know, lap dissolve stuff, you know, with Universal Studios monsters and, you know, uh, the Wolfman changing, which the funniest part is, his clothes change, but (laughs) that's for another episode. (laughs) Um, But yeah, the blob effects look great. Uh, But the 88 ones, man, there was some, there was some crazy stuff that um, I forget who it was uh, that, that was on Shockwave's podcast was the guy who did the special effects. Uh, Probably Lyle Conway. I think it was. Talked about uh, airbrushing like little veiny shapes onto some silk Mm -hmm. and then dunking it into whatever blobby solution they were using, whether it was silicone or whether it was something else. And then to make it drop from the ceiling, I guess they had it just suspended by little threads and just released them. Things like that that really worked. And to make it really look like it was enveloping something, they could just drag it over and it was all wetted up with the goo and just drag it over someone's face or whatever thing it was creeping and seeping and sliding and gliding over. Um, but yeah, it, the 88 stuff looked great. The yeah. 58 stuff looked great. Uh, what about, uh, and, and this brings me to my question for you guys, what about 72? 72. Beware the blob. Uh, How did that look? I didn't think they were bad. I didn't think it was bad. There were a couple shots that they were like, I think they were trying to be a little more creative and budgety, budget-friendly. Were they cutting Uh, corners? Where they used some silhouette stuff that was a little less than believable, but it was okay. Yeah. I think they used the same blob. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They called him back. They got him back for a... 10% of of the take. 10% of the take. Or 2,500 bucks. Uh, I actually enjoyed uh, Beware the Blob quite a bit. Mm-hmm. I'd say uh, the original and then that and then the remake. And the remake only gets knocked down because... Uh, Kevin I Dillon's hair? It, Kevin Dillon's hair. <laughs> the, hair one. the hair metal song at the end. It's oh, terrible. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was pretty wretched. Uh, I felt the thing kind of lacked the charm yeah. that the other two had. Yeah. That... They lack the feel of the town coming together. Right. You know, they briefly have it in the 88 remake, but I, I think, and I think that's what makes the blob work. At times it became too much of just a kind of generic horror movie. Right. You know. Um, what was funny the- is I picked up a bunch of It stuff in there, and then Frank Darabont wrote it. Wrote the script for that, along with the director. Um, I can't think of his name right now. Chuck Russell? Yeah. They wrote the script, and I picked up a couple things, like the kid's name is Flag. Oh. Brian Flag, and there's the Tin Can Man. Okay, the stand. Mm -hmm. You you said it, but you meant the stand. Oh, yes. Flag flag is from the stand. Okay. Yeah, that makes a lot more. Yeah, uh, Frank Darbent had just read the stand, I guess, or right. was a big fan, so he tied that stuff in. Oh, nice. Um, did you uh, did you do you remember the Hitcher pretty well? Yeah. Okay, so you remember how um, C. Thomas Howell's character is not believed, uh, and, and of course uh, Rutger Hauer's character, the Hitcher, or John Ryder, as he says his name is later. Uh, keeps setting him up to look like he's killed people or done wrong or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And there's finally this this uh, police captain that sounds on the radio like he believes him and wants to meet with him. It's Captain Estridge. 
And uh, that was the the same guy who plays um, the, the the main cop in the '88 remake, which is um, um, oh, Dumon. What's his first name? Uh, I'm spacing it out, but he played Dale on uh, The Walking Dead. Oh, okay. So for any Walking Dead fans, you'll you'll get to see Dale before so, the wearing a police hat instead of a bucket hat. What happened to the police chief in this movie, or the head sheriff, or? Oh, in the eighty-eight version. In the eighty-eight yeah, version, he he, uh, he's, he, he goes says to the he's going to go to the diner. He's in the booth. He he's, his he's face. In the he's in the blob, but we never see what happened no. to him. We I just see, wonder yeah. when did the blob have a chance to get him? I guess right. I guess before it went into the diner. Yeah, there's some continuity. But it stuff comes like... up out of the out of the sink. Also, the kids are out making out in the hills, and mm. they go, "Oh, there's a bunch of lights at the hospital." And then the blob comes and gets them, and then mm-hmm. goes yeah, into and the sewer. Yeah, the priest picks up the crystallized blob. Yeah, and he's all excited about it, but he's not seen the blob at that point. Yeah, and they should have just had that at the end. You know, him retrieving stuff from the street when it's frozen at the end. Yeah, but yeah. instead they have the scene earlier on where he pick he goes into the diner and he picks up the the frozen little bits. He wouldn't know where that was at that point. Yeah, he hadn't. That's right. He hadn't seen that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there were a couple of things that were seemed to be continuity problems mm-hmm. in this. Like maybe there's a a longer version of this that has <laughs> scenes cut out. Yeah, on this one, there was some kind of re- regime change at the top of the studio, so it didn't get proper distribution. And uh, it kind of tanked. That sounds like what happened to Near Dark. Remember we talked about that one, like Lost Boys. Oh, yeah, Lost Boys was released the same year, and mm. the the people who took over at whatever studio it was that had Near Dark were like, "Me, there's another movie. Me, <laughs> we're not going to put any money into it." Uh, Jeffrey Demon, I couldn't think of his name earlier. Um, also, Shawnee Smith played um, yeah. Meg. And right. That was that was her debut, wasn't it? Possibly, she'd been in a couple movies around this time. Hadn't yeah, she? maybe one or two, but then she ended up. Well, she was back in. Was she in the Saw movies? Yes. Yeah, yeah. So she was back at the horror shortly after. Well, not shortly, but a while after. Ten out, ten <clears throat> years. Yeah, you know, ten years is fifteen good. years. Yeah. Hey, she seemed to be um, uh, taking care of herself. Yeah. So that's what's important in Hollywood, I guess. Um. According to Jeff Charlotte in his book, The Family, the blob was about the creeping horrors of communism. Now, I don't think so. This is this. You could theorize anything you want about well, this and, and uh, invasion of the body snatchers. Yes, you can point it to it and say it's fear of communism. But I, you can also say it's the fear of uh, conformity in general. Right. And that points as much to the West as the East. Sure. Right. That makes sense. Um, Rudy Nelson, one of the um, script writers for the film, has denied those assertions, saying, what on earth can Charlotte say about the movie that will fill 23 pages, especially when when he what he thinks he knows is all wrong? So. I mean, it's not it's not wrong. You can if you read it that way. Yeah. yeah, you yeah. Can, you it's can, a big red mass that consumes people sure um against their will though yeah so does that what communism mm, does what if people went willingly into the blob yeah well you've got like uh there's a kind of 
semi-blob movie called The Stuff, Larry Cohen. <laughs> yes. Film. Yeah. And that has the idea of this this uh, That's a people great film. being consumers and also being consumed mm-hmm. by it. Um, so that plays Damn. into that Marshall McLuhan. I wish we had watched that. The stuff, yeah, that's yeah. good. In addition to the blob here, right? Yeah. Did we do a Did we do a stuff episode, or no. did I just talk about it once? I think you talked about. It. I think you we, watched. We it. talked about Larry Cohen a few times. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, but yeah, on the eighty-eight one, you can say, "Oh, this is you know, this is like towards the end of the Cold War." So you can still point it to, to it. As oh, communism, it's still totally. It's also like you can also say, "Oh, this is Reagan era conformity." could be AIDS, you know. Yeah. There's several things you can... It's just too vague to say, oh, this is this is about communism. That's it. Yeah. You know, the some... blob represents all our problems. Sometimes a cigar is just a cigar, you know? <laughs> That's all I got to say. Uh, let's see. Do I have any other interesting... Um... Well, uh, Beware the Blob, one of the uh, photographers was Dean Candy. Oh, I think he did the scenes with the kitten. Nice. Oh, okay. Uh, Samuel the kitten. Um, Man, this movie had some unfortunate close-ups, though. Like there were scenes where it was way too close to people's faces for too long. Yeah, like, yeah. pull it back, Larry. Yeah, come on. It's like uh, it seems to be a thing with the uh, movies that are directed by actors. They give too oh, much. I think maybe that to the yeah. you know everyone in this movie has this. They have a thing, they have a routine going, you know, they have the character. Yeah. And it just goes on, the scene's going too long. And there's, there's like, so there's plenty of movies where you can see the sound boom. This one, you can actually see the sound man. Oh, did you? <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, there's this, like, uh, like continuous shot where someone goes up the stairs of a party and they go yeah. across the la- the uh, the mezzanine uh-huh. level. And you can see the Sandman just dodge back out of shot because it's obviously complicated. Oh, to like man. I missed it. Yeah, it's it pretty quick, but there he is with his headphones on. Oh. <laughs> see, that's all they got to do now is just give people little earpieces and uh, dress them like they belong in the movie. I guess so. Then you don't even have to hide your Sandman. But it's got like a, you know, you, you obviously had lots of active friends and you just called them up and... Oh, yeah. Malibu or whatever, and said, you know, do you want to be in a blob movie? Hey, you want to smoke pot all afternoon yeah. and make a blob movie? It's got Burgess Meredith in it and Dirk Close. Dick and, Van Patten. Uh, <laughs> Dick Van Patten. The hero is played by Bobby Hartford. You might remember him as Charlie X in Star Trek. Oh, yes, that's where he's yeah. from. And um, yeah, Jack H. Harris was the executive producer. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jeffrey Cambridge is in it, uh, Marlene Clark's in it. It's got you know several recognisable faces, and the uh, music's done by M- Mort Garson, who's an interesting character in himself. Hmm. Uh, he was like one of the first to get like the Moog synthesizers, you know, when electronic instruments were yeah. huge, expensive things. And, oh yeah, yeah. He he brought them into California. So. Oh okay. Um, yeah, he, he does the music. A lot of Miller High Life. <laughs> yeah. Bought for the film. Hey, I heard you guys are going out to Colorado. Can you bring back some of that Kurs? Yeah. <laughs> that used to be a thing back in the 70s. Yeah. People would want, want you to bring some of that Kurs back. Yep. Wherever it was you lived. No, we were they've... discussing that, how like in the 70s, all the beer they had was just lousy. It was horrible. You know. And if, and if you liked a particularly good beer, then you probably had to go to some special store to get it and pay too much money. 
but I don't even think you could get it. Most, I don't even yeah. know if you could get a good beer in 1972 in the United States. Um, that was considered Michelob. That was your yeah good beer. That was the good beer, and we've yeah. had Michelob. No offense. Please don't pull your funding. Uh, <laughs> but Michelob, you know, but... Tonight's uh, episode brought to you by Michelob. Michelob. <laughs> and they didn't even have light beer, so... No, not until, what, the late 70s? Miller Lite? Uh, yeah, early 80s, late 70s, early 80s, yeah, I think. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, Miller Lite and then Bud Light and Coors Light and all the others. And you make Coors any lighter. <laughs> right. And you make any of them any lighter. You pee in them. Mm. <laughs> you drink the first two and pee in the other four. There's there's your light beer. All right. <clears throat> hey, okay. that's an hour. Let's wrap it up. Well, there was that whole part where we left it running at the beginning. No, it, it, but we're going to add in that beware of the blob song. So mm. yeah, we'll, yeah. Well, this will probably clock in right around an hour. Um, it's free, people. So so here comes the question: If somebody says. Hey guys, you do that horror movie podcast, don't you? Um, so what do you think of them blob movies? Should I watch them or shouldn't yes, I? all of them. Watch all of them. All at in, once. In order? Yes. So 58 and then... 72. 88. <laughs> when you've lost all hope from the 72, then 88 is going to be like, wow, they pulled that one out of the nosedive. No. 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 You're going to think, this movie's have... gotten less charming Every time they come out, let's not do any more blobs. Uh, about three or four years ago, there's an announcement that there'd be another blob movie directed by Rob Zombie. Oh, oh blob Rob Zombie. Zombie's The Blob. Blob Zombie. Oh, I love it. Oh, fuck yeah. Uh, uh, and it was supposed to come out in 2016, but it didn't happen. Oh, Rob. I'd like to see that. I would... Rob, what happened, Rob? Yeah. Do you, do you think his wife would be in it? Maybe. Perhaps. <laughs> Do you think Sid Haig maybe might be in it? Bill Mosley? He's in uh, Beware the Blob, isn't he? Sid Haig is? Yeah, he plays a character called Zed. Well, oh, was he? I think so. Oh, man. Do I need to have one of those those translucent red phones that, that you guys could call when this kind of shit happens? <laughs> Sid Haig. <laughs> I wonder if he must have been in the bowling alley. Yeah, I didn't spot him. I didn't spot him either, but it must be a non-speaking part. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So. I think the sheriff he's, in... He's not even credited. Oh, okay, yeah, because there's no final credits either. No. It just ends. Yeah. The I, end? I think... Yes. Question, question mark. mark. Yeah, that was, so yeah, the end, question mark, until what, years later when they don't own the property anymore? Yeah, and... Jack Harris liked doing that. He, he did it on uh, the 4D Man and uh, I think Dinosaurus, he did it as well. Yeah, he liked doing that. So how about Billy Bob Thornton as the sheriff in Rob Zombie's remake of The Blob? Mm-hmm. I think that would the work. The Blob out. eats nothing but white trash. Yeah, it, <laughs> it like represents the one percenters who consume the uh, the poor people. The elites. No, I yeah. say it represents uh, creeping Russian interference in our politics. Oh, yeah, it could be that too. <laughs> the big, The, the Blob big... can be everything and more. Yeah, I mean, the blob is the kind blobs, of... blobs, whatever you put your... <laughs> blob-like artists, yeah. whatever you bring your preconceptions to. Yeah, your fears. Whatever fears you put into the blob are what they Ooh. are. Yeah. It grows with your fears. Maybe. Yeah. Wow. So, um, Jolien, is this uh, a series of or, or a legacy of 
a film that you like to recommend to people if they ask about it? Like, uh, <laughs> hey, giant insects, <laughs> I had enough of those, in I need something else. Cuban. Oh, by the way, um, The Old Man and the Original Blob is Olin Howlin. This is his last movie. He'd been in movies since, like, the silent days. Yeah. Uh, this is about 40 years. Uh, he's also in Them. Oh. Oh, okay. Uh, he's, the, he's the drunk who says, make me sergeant in charge of the booze. Ah, uh, yeah. I love in the in Beware the Blob, the the cop tells the the college kids, go find some fireman helmets and <laughs> something to help Get in out there and help out. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Sure. And he seemed really eager to burn that bowling alley down, like he had some he personal didn't, didn't like bowling. No, he'd lost too many games, too many rounds of bowling. <laughs> Maybe the owner stole his girlfriend back in high school something. or something. He was like, we're burning this building to the ground. Right. <laughs> and there's a blob in there? Oh, okay. Good. Well, fantastic. Yeah, shooting it doesn't work. Burning it doesn't work. Electricity doesn't hurt it. No. It's like the Terminator. But cold slows it down. Well, yeah, that's true. It was the other way around with the Terminator because they were able to melt him. Yeah. So you do regard these as... Good movies in general. Yeah, I think the first one's the most charming one. Yes. Okay. And it's like one of the, your classic teenagers versus monster yeah. movies. Yeah, you kind of want to live in that small town. And you've got Steve McQueen in it. Yeah. Yep. And it looks good. Yep. Yeah. The yeah. teen heartthrob himself. Yeah. 20, 28. <laughs> He'd been a teenager for an additional 10 years at this point. Yeah. Or nine years, I guess. Um, Okay, cool. Well, I I recommend it to anyone who asks. Uh, well, I heard of Blob. I don't know, man. Should I watch it? I'll be like, yeah, watch them all, man. Yeah, check it. Check out some more Blob movies. They're all good. Yeah. The H Man, the Quatermass movies, the first two anyway. Yeah. All right. X the Unknown, Kaltiki the the Immortal Monster. Yes. Yeah. So um, for next time, Jolien, perhaps we'll finally cover Deathgasm. Do you think you want to do that one? Uh, well, I've not seen it yet, but I shall. Okay. Um, we'll find out where it's available. Last time I saw it was available, it was either Shutter or Netflix had it. it's on Netflix. Okay. <clears throat> so, yeah. Let's, All right. Let's see if we could cover that, and maybe we can entertain Will. Um, maybe we'll see if Mike C. can come back and join us, since he's a bit of an expert on death metal and black metal and stuff like that. Uh, we won't talk about any Krampuses if we can help it. All yeah, right. But uh, that, that should do. Okay. I think. Um Anything else before you take a hiatus, Will? Uh, stay off the moors. You heard it here first.
Beware of the blob, it creeps and leaps and glides and slides across the floor, right through the door and all around the wall. A splotch, a blotch, be careful of the blob. Beware of the bomb, it creeps and leaps.